The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 250. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Today, I'm sharing five principles to help you move through negative emotions faster. But there's a little secret sauce in it for you too. Learning to master these principles will allow you to do more than just overcome negative emotions quicker. You'll learn to leverage them, extracting useful data and building your resilience in the face of tough thoughts and emotions. So without further ado, let's dive in. I've got some embarrassing and honestly shame-inducing memories about tough moments for me growing up, especially because sometimes my negative emotions just completely took over. Like this one day while playing with my brother and some friends, my reactions got the better of me and I snapped. The pool ball I was holding flew from my fingertips, hurtling straight at my brother's head. Lucky for me, it only tore a two-foot crater through the wall behind him. Unlucky for me, my brother was, and honestly still is, much bigger than me. I tore out of the room, tears streaming down my face, adrenaline coursing through my veins. I ran and hid for hours. Shaking and sobbing, I felt so overwhelmed and out of control. I was scared out of my wits, feeling guilty for nearly taking his head off, ashamed of totally losing it in front of everyone, and was still seeing red. Totally and completely enraged about whatever set me off. At seven years old, I felt like I'd just lost all of my friends, my brother, and any shred of respect I had for myself. I realized that this is not normal. It's not okay. I realized that my emotions are dangerous. They hurt me and people around me. I realized my emotions can take control of me in an instant and wreck everything. And at that moment, with tears still clinging to my chin, puffy eyes I could barely see through, a nose overflowing with ugly cry snot, I made one fateful commitment. I swore I would never let my emotions do that again. Spoiler, that didn't work out well. 
Because the very next thing I dedicated all my time and energy to was spending years tirelessly working to shut my emotions down, which after almost a decade of effort, I actually succeeded at doing pretty consistently and really well. Spoiler part two, that also didn't work out really well. Which brings me to the five principles I developed and apply now all the time to move through negative emotions faster without the damaging results. And these five principles took me the better part of almost three decades to really develop, construct, and master. So here are the five principles that I use to move through negative emotions faster. Number one, awareness is key. If I can't pinpoint what I'm feeling, I've got virtually no chance to actually get through and past it. Awareness means being able to notice and be conscious of how the emotion shows up in my body and being able to label the feeling with a name. Number two, data is critical. Being curious about what triggered my worry, stress, anger, frustration, or whatever I'm feeling is absolutely key because it opens the door to making sense of what my reactions are responding to. It also helps to take a step back and think about when people generally react or feel this way. When do they have that worry feeling, the stress reaction, the anger that rises? the frustration. It helps to take this step back, both to step away from the current situation and to understand that a given emotion is not random. There's context here, and that context is important. Principle number three, analyzing emotions actually helps move through them. People often get wrapped up and swept away because negative emotions can be uncomfortable to the point of unbearable and overwhelming. That was definitely my experience in certain really tough moments in my own childhood. Sometimes we avoid leaning in and thinking about the emotions themselves. We might be quick to ascribe blame, to judge or label other people, to make assumptions, jump to conclusions, and prescribe quick fixes and solutions. Instead of getting wrapped up in what the emotions are doing to me and thinking about ascribing fault or blame, considering what the emotion is showing up to do for me completely shifted how I think about, how I process, and how I respond when an emotion is showing up particularly a negative one, uncomfortable one. And that thought process assumes every emotion has a job to do. And for that reason, it really helps to gain clarity because it points to and helps address the core underlying issue, what really prompted or generated that emotion to begin with. Number four, plan first, then act. Action without a plan is likely to produce poor results at best. Sometimes it can even make things worse. Making a plan helps slow down, 
think about and be intentional for how I want to respond. It also lets me consider the possible consequences or likely outcome before I make my move. Principle number five, test your plan. Instead of thinking or assuming that whatever you plan and take action on will be successful or putting the pressure on it to produce the exact result or outcome, consider every situation and every response as an opportunity to try out a premeditated, measured response. Then I can look at the result as a new piece of data so I can continuously make improvements. And even incremental improvements lead to powerful growth and significantly improved outcomes over time. You might have noticed that the five principles actually form an acronym. When you take the first letter from the first word of each of these principles, from awareness, data, analyzing, plan, and test, you get the acronym ADAPT. In the ADAPT principles are the cornerstone of the framework I developed for myself and in working with my clients to move through when we're working together to help them learn how to handle anxiety, stress, overwhelm, and even relationship issues with greater skill and mastery. And it's certainly been incredibly powerful and instrumental for me personally. Just a quick recap, the ADAPT framework ties together five principles and areas to really focus on. Mindful awareness, data gathering, analyzing emotions and shifting your thinking about them, planning before acting, and taking a testing mindset so you can continuously try, measure, and improve how you handle tough, difficult, uncomfortable negative emotions. With some practice, you may notice that negative emotions become a lot less difficult to handle and can even be useful if you know how to handle them skillfully. Negative emotions can be just like fire. If you don't know what you're doing with them, you can get burned pretty badly and maybe even burn other people too. But if you know how to handle it, you can cook a magnificent meal or enjoy a cozy hangout with the people you love most out by the fire pit on a crisp and chilly day. And if you're looking for expert guidance to speed up the process, you can learn more at dryishai.com. My parents, teachers, friends, and their parents often called me a sweet, sensitive kid. At first, it was in an endearing way. Then they were frustrated and even mad at times when the reactions that I had were really tough or showed up really big. Eventually, they were concerned and at a loss of how to handle me and my unruly emotions. It didn't help that my loving family and friends had no idea how to handle tough emotions that show up, especially when they do with such magnitude and force. They had no idea how to respond to the kid who was not yet equipped to understand and respond well to the emotions. And of course, me too. I mean, how could a seven-year-old know how to handle an uncontrollable surge of anger, crippling anxiety, or soul-crushing self-doubt and shame? And honestly, even at 20, it was still really tough and not something that I'd completely mastered. 
I was overwhelmed all the time. Fortunately, I've come a long way since then and learned a lot more about my emotions, why and how they show up, and how to handle them masterfully. And if I can do it, you can. So get to it. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.